Sorry, the call was sudden. I was typing in, like, give me a call once you're ready. And we're back. This is the podcast for uh, Shaman Inc. This is Jeremy the Django Hunter. And we're uh, recording a cat being thrown out the room right now. You actually threw a cat out the room. Five and seventy-six of Shaman King, and uh, we're excited to include you in today. Um, no matter where you are, extra special shout out to our five viewers in Brazil who um, have been talking to us, and big shout out to Long Dong sixty-nine APH um, who is in our Twitch chat right now, chatting with us in the stream. Hey, Long Dong. So, um, today we're going to talk about Shaman King, and today's Shaman King, um, he went to the beach and got naked with all of his other 12-year-old friends, and they're all naked right now, and during this time, they were meted by an obscure Indian god of death, um, who taught them to get stronger by killing them, and, uh, they all died, and when they woke up, they had a Zenkai boost, but this is not Dragon Ball Z. Jacques, do you want to fill in with any of your thoughts? I'm sorry. I'm still reeling. I like. I. I am. I'm lost. I think. I. I think. I. I think. I sustained enlightenment through that entire spiel, and I am very much shocked and appalled. Mostly appalled. I am actually Logan Paul right this minute. Logan appalled. Okay. Uh. We're like, I guess it's six minutes already in the the, the, the stream. And I guess we could start. Um, all right. We wouldn't. We never left. Uh, what was? Oh, okay. Hey, hi, welcome to the Anime for All podcast, season two of this wonderful thing that we've created. Um, we are literally like thirty plus episodes in on this season. I guess I want to take this time to guess get some house cleaning out of the way. Um, again. Plus episode. You mean? Of podcast episodes or episodes of Shaman King? Podcast episodes. Because we're on like, I mean, you gotta be clear to your audience here. We're on like episode 50 at the end of this one. Yeah, I know. We got two more episodes to review after this. Why are you making all sorts of stuff up then? Why don't you just tell the people the truth? I was in the middle of this. We had 30 plus episodes of the Shaman, of this podcast that we've created. And, um, like I did last time, we're probably gonna, well, I, I'm gonna just say this right now. I want to take a look. Like, I guess a quick, small break after we're done with like the final two episodes, uh, just because like the summer's coming up and I got some things I want to do on my Twitch channel, uh, at least on Mondays for the time being. Um, but we will come back. I think 30 episodes or whatever it is we got for each season is actually a good number. I don't want to like overstay our welcome and just move on to season three when we'll eventually come back for Dragon Prince. I think that's coming out this year. I sure hope it is, because we both have been wondering where the heck it's been. Come on, Netflix. I know you got it in the back there somewhere. You probably got your, like, dungeon trolls just working on it. Just whipping them. <laughs> yes, I'm calling Netflix out. On dungeon trolls? Yes. Listen, it's better than it's better than saying Korean children in the workshop. But we know that's, a, we know that's what you meant. 
We don't, nobody knows that. I just I I just I just said dungeon trolls. I said nothing about Korean children. <laughs> you just said Korean children twice. You said Korean children twice. You said Korean children twice. You just said it three times. You said it. Yeah, but I guess I just want to say this now. It's like I think we're gonna after the last, next two episodes that we review. Um, there will be a break in between this podcast and that one. Ha ha. Is it okay to hit on girls in the dungeon, right? No, because you already watched that, and I'm still in the middle of trying to get caught up on that. Because apparently season four got announced. Thought you'd be happy about that. Um, the dungeon one. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yes, I'm extremely happy. I was unaware. Yeah, I found it over the weekend. But um, I got so many other shows that I'm trying to get caught up right now. I've actually picked up, re-picked up Black Clover, so working my way through that because that's in a hiatus until they managed to reanimate the last season of Bleach. Can't wait is for that. Is a good series? I think there is a hiatus that's something called hiatus. I gotta look that up. I don't. I might be just saying words. Um. Oh, Veroni Kenshin, I brought this up to you months ago. Um, I think I don't know when it's coming out, but I think it's coming out at some point. If for whatever reason Dragon Prince gets pushed back again, and I know of when Rooney Kenshin's starting up, maybe that'll be a good slide in. But either that, that either show doesn't happen. I know my hero is coming out later this year, so I guess two months of nothing. Maybe enough to recharge our batteries to go back at it hard with the beginning of season six of My Hero Academia. So there will be a show here to watch uh, to, for us to review. I just think maybe it's a good idea to not overstay our welcome. And uh, forget who I am while you're gone. Who are you? What? Don't do this, to me, man. <laughs> Don't do this, man. I love you. Why are you doing this to me? Who is this love? Is this some kind of cake? What is love? Baby, don't hurt. He literally, he, it literally flew over his head what I was referencing there. I don't care. Wow, he doesn't care about Dragon Ball, folks. You heard it here. What? He does not care about Dragon Ball. You heard it here, folks. He you just, he literally just said it. He doesn't care about Dragon Ball. <laughs> I thought on a show like this you heard it here Faust, not first, but... <laughs> I guess as, well, as we work our way towards that, um, somebody here is probably running on like two hours of caffeine right now, so we're gonna make sure we use it. Uh, <laughs> you have no idea how I had four cups of tea today. Caffeinated tea. Five hours of caffeine. Um, we're, we're, we're only we're only gonna be using two of them. He will probably have to use the bathroom before we're doing this, but that's totally fine. I am the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Right now, okay. I guess just to so we can move on to the review that we're here for. I guess that's just, you know, after the next two, we will take a, a break and whatever something that our eyes are we have our eyes set on, or something randomly comes up that it has some interest and we think it's worthy of a review, we'll come back. Oh, that's right, the My Hero movie apparently came out in Japan. I don't know when that's coming up, and a super anime movie got got a uh, Japanese release date for June so probably next year we'll probably find some way to watch that what do you uh, like some sort of high class guy no because apparently for the reason it's, we can't than saying June, you're like, June. I said June coming out in June 
What are you, like a smart ass? Wow, just tell, you how, tell me how you really feel. Actually, on second thought, don't. <laughs> oh, I thought that was an invitation for me. I was getting excited. It's coming out in June. <laughs> Well, the, the the I mean, we're kind of here to to I guess announce things like that. If, if I ever come across stuff like that, that's kind of also what I want to do as a rework for season three of this podcast is to rent randomly July. coming uh, uh, coming back every other week, whatever, with something uh, anime related that isn't just what we're reviewing, so that way people can use our podcast as like some way to oh, there's an anime that they recommend coming out. I guess I, while we're taking this time to talk about other anime, I guess I'd probably. If I be doing that, uh, doing a disservice if I don't bring it up. Um, in the past, when we reviewed My Hair Academia, I mentioned my disdain for a bike. For anybody who has not actually seen this anime, um, Kino's Journey, uh, my co-host here is an avid fan of it, and it's probably a good way to get its name out there. I think in his own verse, though, I think he, you might want to watch the original and not the remake, because I think he said the remake isn't as good. I have no idea. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for the fighting words because I feel like there's fighting words coming. There's no fighting words coming. Calm down. Okay. And then um, another anime that I would recommend also that you probably should watch if you haven't heard of it is Moribito. Recommended by him as well. Um, you're going to make people think I have good taste or something. I mean, at this point, you're the one to recommend those shows to me. I watched them. I think they're good. <laughs> <laughs> I, think they're worth, I think they're worth an actual plug that I haven't given them before, so I'm giving to them now. Oh, um, thanks, this is what happens when he's hopped up on four cups of coffee. I mean, I tea. So hopped up on four cups of coffee right now. But um, those are the plugs for I guess for those shows. If you haven't watched them, go give them go give them a review. If you want to, also say something to us on on the Twitter on my personal Twitter. We'll probably read them. Probably not, if we because we haven't gotten any in, since we've done this for the last two to three years. I think it's been two to three years at this point. But um, with that, we're gonna move on to the episodes forty nine and fifty. Actually, wanna uh, also put a little aside here. I literally forgot what episode we were supposed to be reviewing. I literally had to use Jock's notes for the numbers of the episodes to figure out what the heck we were. <laughs> like you don't always count on my notes for almost everything. Don't look oh, behind the curtain. God. Don't my look. Don't. My back hurts from holding up this entire podcast. Ow. Ow, my back. What's really sad is that he's joking, but uh, a part of that's 50% of this show is him. <laughs> at least at least this anime in particular. 50% of these reviews have been him. If there is some way we can release these behind the scenes notes, I would actually find a way to do so. <laughs> Let him live in, in, in immortality on the internet. When he is when he is fat, dead, and gone, let the notes speak for him. For him, what his life was like. <laughs> what my life was like. Oh God. <laughs> Talk about living on in infamy. <laughs> let the record speak. I mean, totally speaking, we'll be living in infamy regardless. I don't know. Like, I don't know who. I guess I'm gonna to speak to the to people in the future right now. I don't know who or like where you are or what time or time it is. Or if somehow Donald Trump has managed to clone himself and, and make a why mass army. Bring, why are you going to bring what? Why are you going to bring him up? What's the good of that? I'm trying to be funny here. I mean, because sometimes uh, making a joke, like somehow you predict the future. I mean, we all know this because uh, The Simpsons did it. Almost everything they predicted in their in their comedy came true. Even the Which even the even the Trump like, thing. It was like nightmare scenarios, and yet they came true. <laughs> 
Oh man, jokes on them. They they didn't they don't live in America. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sad and scary and terrifying. But uh, yeah, I guess with that in the future, I guess forty years from now. Oof, I don't want to think that far ahead. But um, hey, people from the future, if if, if anybody ever listens to us in the future, who knows? Maybe the maybe the internet will become an obsolete um, existence where everybody who's on it is probably having an existential crisis leading up to their um, eventual suicide. <laughs> Jeremy, like, that got that got real. That got real. With in the future, like they listen to us now, but it will change. You know, you don't have to. Get, you don't have to get all that real. Dang it, John. We could be like. I mean, like, like. like I mean, there are people right? listening to us. At least from like, when I can tell in our stats. I mean, we have two videos that have four plays on them at this point. We so should so- merch out that just like we should have a contest prove that you listen to us. And then, like, have merch for the people that can prove that they listen to us. I wouldn't be able to hold this because I don't even have to simply say literally just a just a just a, a one way tube. Whatever I say goes in one ear and comes out the other. What? Exactly. Okay, moving on. Episodes forty nine and fifteen. Was that expecting that? Uh, okay, episodes forty nine and fifty eight. Episode forty nine. Good night. Hmm. Mm. Uh, Yo and his friends meet Kareem, the uh, per, uh, patch priest who take who took on uh, Horohoro. After uh, being exhausted by repeated fierce battles, Kareem as advice delivers unexpected gifts, quote unquote, to Yo and Yo and the gang who decided to rest for the time being. Is it uh, gift or gif? G I F T S gifts. Dang it! What do you mean? I'm not getting into the debate. That's an entire like that's a that's a that's a dumpster fire that I don't want to be a part of. Uh, can it be a Trump card to defeat how? Who knows? See you next time on Shaman Ball Z. Yep, this is definitely caffeine. Uh, it'll probably. Oh, yeah, I have had so much caffeine today. Did I tell you about that? No, you're not not from the five times you just told me. <laughs> Sorry, six. <laughs> okay. This is a G-rated podcast. We shouldn't be talking about sex. Moving on. Uh, Did you say six or sex? S-I-X. Jeez. Six. The number six. Jeez. Okay, uh, apparently, at least on your notes, the very beginning of the episode, uh, we have actually... um, the guy the, the solar, st- solar flare on Master Roshi, but it doesn't work because he's wearing sunglasses. Doesn't say anything in your notes about Master Roshi, but I, I do see you have Krillin and Solar Flare crossed out. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, I was trying to remember it correctly. If it wasn't Krillin, who was it? I said I can see you have Krillin and Solar Flare on here crossed out. I'm just saying that you literally put that in there as a joke. Writing. Was it Krillin or Faust that used Solar Flare? In Dragon Ball Z, it was Krillin that used Solar Flare. This is not Dragon Ball Z. So it's Faust that used Solar Flare. No, it's apparently something called uh, Ampule Hoglin. I, Hoglin? I don't know how to speak German. So, yeah, uh, Hoglin, Hagelin, I'm guessing Hagelin is uh, German for hail. 
and um, ampule is a uh, kind of a archaic word for a hermetically sealed small bulbless glass vessel that's used for hypodermic needles. So like in the old days when they had like those like when doctor's offices kind of looked like mad scientist offices, they had these um, they had these needles that they would like sorry. They would put the needle into the in the thing and they'd pull out the hypodermic and then they'd inject you with it and they were like hermetically sealed so that they're airtight and just big enough for the vessels. I don't think they use them anymore. Um, I, I guess I should have looked for it, but um, that's what an ampule is. So it's a hail of like miscellaneous hypodermic medicines. It looks like it looks like they still might use them. It looks like it's common uh, for pharmaceuticals and chemicals that need to be protected from air. Um, actually, it looks like they're used all the time. And they, they're hermetically sealed by melting the thin top with an open flame. And you can open them by snapping off the neck. Of the needle and not the person, right? What? Of the needle and not the person, right? Uh, both. Medicine is yeah, a so dangerous that, practice. Not, the, not, not snapping off the neck of the needle, but snapping, snapping off the neck of the, the bottle, which actually sounds to me like a bad idea, but that's what it says they do. I feel like the last thing I want injected into my body is potentially a shard of glass, but maybe they know something we don't. I don't know. Huh. That's my story, though. <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. I just had to look at the episode actually, and there's a needle that he missed at Faust missed hitting the um. What's the name of this? Uh, Kalim, I think is his name. The name of the uh, pa patch member that he was fighting. I forgot. Oh, is it Radim? Wait, is it Radim? I really don't remember these kinds of names. There's so many of them. Oh, Faust healed himself. I did not catch that when I was watching the episode. I was like, wondering what he was doing, like hopping around with his leg. <laughs> I was really caught off guard while I was watching this episode. I was like that. I was kind of confused by. It. I did not see him heal himself, and he did it quickly too. But I guess this fight yeah, with he healed himself twice actually. When he fell in the water, he healed himself again too. Oh, like they were like, oh, he's dead, and he got up singing. I actually want to talk about that. Um, it, it, it was very out of place and kind of just made the entire episode. I was laughing the entire time it was happening. But it was um, plot critical too, which made it really unusual. I don't know how plot critical it was. I mean, I don't think it really worked for the purpose of the song because he still failed. <laughs> I mean, it didn't. No, no, unless. No, no. Think about it this way. Um, how often after that did anyone use that shaman song? I think that in a weird way, I think that shut down the whole shaman song. The one that they were using to like power themselves up. Mm -hmm. I don't remember it being used after that. No, I don't think Do it was. Know? Unless it was already yeah, used, I mean. think of it that way, like it was actually stupid useful. In that order. <laughs> it was stupid. And then it was useful. Okay, got it. it. Not only was it stupid, but it was also useful. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, it was interesting to see that new attack that he had with his, uh, wife, Eliza. Um, and then, yeah, we, then we have him do this really weird song that kind of completely caught me off guard, and it probably the rest of the world, too, when it, when it first aired. Um, but did you notice that? Because, like, it was almost rote, like, it was almost, like, eye roll, like, leveled, because, like, you were, like, 
Okay, so we're just gonna like play this over and over again like this. They're gonna have like their first mode and then release their shaman song and all of a sudden like They were like Fine with it. They were like, okay, like we've got um, They just forget like it exists after that and I think that what they, he was demonstrating is somehow his stupid like go to our spa <laughs> song like interrupted the shaman song enough where like they were just like we're not gonna use it anymore but it's weird because like it's not like they had like some sort of network where they could tell that it was that that was the case. But from that point forward, nobody uses a shaman song again. Every single one was using it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I guess also, Redeem like at that point, Faust was kind of a a problem to deal with for a little bit, and then Redeem managed to stab him through the chest, killing him promptly, and then Yell gets involved and straight up hugs him to death. This is all I got from that final attack. Because he's talking about, like, hug it, like, I guess, like, defeat him with love, and then the, it was just the end of the fight, and he was in the water. Dead. And this has been a lot of people dying, and I, I guess at this point in the series, it's like, death means absolutely nothing. Like, li literally. Literally, it means nothing. I mean, we see, we see proof of this when, um, after Faust has been killed, we see his body is on the ground, but his spirit's still running around. Which, by the way, it was the first time I've ever seen that during this entire encounter with any of these past drives. Because you'd think Horo Horo and um, Tao Ren would have had the same exact experience, but they didn't. So I don't know, that's just like, maybe because they're getting closer to the uh, the Great Spirit, maybe just that the roles of life and death don't actually apply anymore. <laughs> um, I wondered about that too. It just also seems like the... Uh... I don't know. I was also impressed with how relevant Faust became, like re remained. Do you think that um, Faust lent um, Do you think that Faust taught Yo his healing abilities too? Or do you think that's just we haven't seen the need for it yet, but do you think when he integrated with him? Because we've seen that Yo can kind of heal now. Well, I, I don't think I mean, I don't think he taught him anything, but because when you, when you integrate it with spirit, you gain all the memories. That's probably what happened there. Okay. That's what I believe because they haven't seen spirit integration in a in, in a while. Actually, these last two these recent two episodes, they've used a, quite a few techniques that we haven't seen in a while, which is kind of interesting. Um, the spirit ball flame technique that allows them to merge the spirit with the weapon, and then the spirit integration, which allows the user to integrate the spirit into their body. These are two different types of uh, attacks we, we learned at the very beginning of the series and we haven't used since because we got this armored armor soul thing popping up now that uh, you know was the next step up so it's kind of interesting that they needed they still needed to use those other shaman abilities uh so, explain something so i'm sorry your your take is that um yo did not get faust's knowledge when they merged no, he got his he got the knowledge from Faust when he merged with him. I don't think Faust taught him anything. But you saw Yo um, heal poison later on. No, that was just straight up Faust. I don't think Faust merged with anybody. Cause I saw Faust. I didn't see Yo. If he's not if he's not alive. Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, according to according to Yo, spirit integration doesn't use any. Let me 
you know, because I honestly, all I saw was Faust. I didn't see Yo, I didn't see like a Yo infused Faust at that poison state. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember. I remember seeing Faust. Now, maybe everything kind of went by too fast and my eyes didn't catch it. Um, oh, that's not this episode. That's, that's episode 50. Screen, I just don't know how he's using Fuyuku unless he's he had a He had a needle. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I don't. No, 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 but like, he doesn't have a needle. He's a spirit. So, like, this is like a spirit ability that he's using, just like other spirits that you channel act like physical beings, even when they when they're not physical. I don't think spirits like use for Yoku. I I think they just exist. Because if that if that was the case, then spirits they can't just do stuff. The fear Yoku it belongs to the shaman, not the not the spirit. I know. But I'll, when I'm when I'm when I'm like usually work through somebody, they don't. They don't do things entirely on their own. That's not how the spirits work in this show. No, actually, um, I think we have seen some indications. I think even Minamaro has done some craziness like with that too. Um, what was I to say? What was I to say? I mean, it, it isn't in episode even forty nine that that happens. It's actually in episode fifty. I was trying to go have a look, but I'm gonna wait till we're in episode fifty to to see. But um, okay. I'm sorry, I have everything time signature in my notes, so we can get into that when you want, but. It just uh, the thing is, if, if it was Yo being, if if it was Yo, if if Faust was using Yo as an intermediary, they would have showed Yo instead of seeing Faust. It wouldn't. It's like it, that. That makes absolutely no sense from a visual storytelling point. If they wanted us to see Faust, then again, maybe because we saw Yo integrate with Faust before, maybe we're just supposed to infer that Faust is using Yo's body. But then again, as I said before, the whole um, Fioka thing, I think according to Yo, he even states that I think it uses no Fioka to do that, or it uses very little. Like, to the point where it doesn't even matter. Like, I remember actually Yo stating that. Like, I remember that specific line that he said that it didn't use Fioka, and I don't know why they you said that specifically. Though, probably for this moment that we're having right now on the podcast, somehow knew we're reviewing this, and we we're going to get into this, apparently, at some point. We're just going to use that as headcanon, and, um... We'll deal with that when we get to it, which shouldn't take too long. It just seems super interesting to me, that's all. I mean, we'll get to it. I mean, episode 49 uh, doesn't right, have too much to review. Wait a minute. No, I'll take that back. You have a full page and a half. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was like maybe a half a page. I guess I was just misreading. <laughs> yeah. But um. The other thing about Faust that I thought was interesting was how resilient he was. That Raven like knocked him down as soon as he was dead. Knocked him down as soon as he was dead. Like the end of the episode was. I think he may have like, been dead or close to it, and that's just the only reason he was able to heal himself. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, then again, death doesn't mean anything in this in this episode. So somebody dying doesn't really mean they're weak. Just that, that the person that killed them just got, an, got had an upper hand at that exact moment. Which is yeah. a lot of these fights is that one side has the upper hand, the other one. Death means absolutely nothing, and they're trying to hammer that in for whatever reason. And this episode kind of did a good job with that, with Faust being a ghost. But as far as your Furioka thing, I don't know what's going on. Maybe we'll get more to once we actually, I guess, d dissect that part of episode fifty. Um, it, it was also sort of unnecessary because, like, I my understanding when I saw that part of the episode what is, what the, was that he was being threatened with poison. And, like, they could have just left it at that. I'm going to poison you, and you'll, it'll stay until I die. And then they didn't have it. So they were deliberately sort of, like, telling the audience that he has this power to heal. And that that made it unusual to me, too. I'm like, why are they, like, establishing this premise right now unless it's important? 
I mean, they've been establishing a whole, like, kill him with love scenario. Um, so far, we had a couple instances. Yo hugged Radim. Uh, we know Yo in episode 50 wants to save um, Hal. I also, I guess, I want to get this out of the way now because I was probably going to talk about it then, but I'll, take, I'll talk about it now. A long time ago, we both were very confused about this female in the in the intro of the, of the anime, and we didn't know what was happening or where she came from. Um, yeah. We now know he's a she. And that's just a metaphor for uh, how. Um, <laughs> knew that was coming. Um, how the princess? They actually use this a lot in this specific. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that comparison. Awkward scenario. Is that what you were thinking? <laughs> well, I mean, it was an awkward scenario, right? But like, um, again, this is just one of those things from this show. Th- this show in general, or just just this. A writer, artist, um, got made fun of a lot for some of his characters looking androgynous so much to the point that you could almost assume that they were female. I'm guessing that's really what that visual was for, but um, they actually quite frequently call how a drama queen and a princess. Um, How Yo sees how as a as a as a princess that needs to be saved. Which I guess at this point we kind of knew that he wanted to save Hal, but they're really hammering it home here with the whole that uh, Yo really just wants to save uh, Hal. But I'm pretty sure it's really more uh, more of a he's my brother and I don't want to kill him situation. I'm I'm a pacifist type of a guy. I mean, let's just keep praying to God that that's what they're talking about. But I'm not as optimistic as you. I don't think they're gonna go any further than that. I I got I, I, I highly doubt it. I mean, then again, I mean the creator of this stuff. Is not shy from Yowie, um, mm-hmm. so I mean it could happen. I'd be very uh, uncomfortable, but I mean I sat down and watched <laughs> fifty of these episodes at this point. I might as well continue it and be uncomfortable at the very end. Did you see my review where I was like trying to keep track of how many minutes goes by until they show a naked underage child? No, I didn't. I start taking tabs in there. Like I'm like, okay, it's been like three minutes since they've shown a naked underage child. Six minutes. I don't just think. Naked all the time in this. I don't think. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with that. I don't That's think. Obvious. Like, what do you like to do in your spare time? I like to be naked. That's like every character in this series. I guess that's a good segue to um, after <laughs> after all that happens. Yeah, I'm calling it a segue. Um, after all that craziness that happens, we cut away from Yo and the gang, and um, we see Sayram and um, <clears throat> and what's this her bro's name? Crap, I forgot her bro's name. But we know the children, yeah. The children. We see because uh, we we saw them trying trying to chase after How and try to kill him, and uh, they make it to the area where How is underneath the water, and they shoot an MF blast and immediately uh, get attacked by the great spirit of fire um at first it looks like that they survived it but um we find out they actually died but before all that happens we find out that Sayron, the little sister in fact could talk the entire time and she just, just didn't want to because she had a revelation that shook her to her core so, like, now i can talk y'all but i've seen things and i don't want to talk about it basically basically but um what we've learned is well i mean not really learned more of in- inferred learning uh, just to put it out, they're all on the line. Um, because it's not here in the notes here. Um, the golem is being controlled not only 
by the father controlling the daughter through her body, but the goblin was being apparently controlled by the mother spirit. Um, it was heavily inferred that it was her in that in that golem. Um, so much to the point that Hal goes by and says that it's amazing what the uh, protective nature of a mother would do. But I think he also says, but also, is it just sister for her protective over her brother? Because apparently she, her spirit gets stabbed and it's gushing blood. I don't know what that was about. Um, uh, essentially, the great spirit of fire ate her. To sum it up. And he wanted to... And he sent the younger, the older brother to go tell Yo about what happened, along with the Great Spirit of Fire. We don't know this until he gets there with, to meet Yo and the gang. Oh, but uh, before we get to that point, um, Yo is uh, meets up with a uh, I think is it Kalim the name of the patch member that he that they meet. Yeah, yeah, Kalim, uh, who apparently was like the guy who took care of Horror Horror. Uh, Yo heals Horo Horo. It appeared it looked like Yo healed Horo Horo. That's when I was talking about the poison, right? No, the poison was Radim um, with with a uh, Tower Ren's fight, and that was episode fifty. Somewhere between eleven twenty eight and twelve oh five, I put. It looks like Yo healed Horo Horo. Maybe Kalim said they needed to rest. Invited them in. Oh wait a minute! But that wasn't that wasn't poison. That was just him getting one shot. Yeah, but Yo healed it, right? I. Th- think so i'm looking at it yeah he integrated with faust but that was where i was saying that i think all that really happened there was that you know he got faust's memories and knowledge yo couldn't heal or cure poison so what makes you think he can't res yo couldn't be involved in any of this kind of stuff until this episode what was your question it looked like he healed horror but we have no evidence of yo healing anybody before this episode yeah. So if he was healing somebody after he integrates with Faust, like he's like, I've integrated with Faust. And then it looks like he heals Horo Horo. Yeah, my I'm not disagreeing you there. What my point was that Faust like didn't give like Yo any like in the sense of like um Faust didn't give Yo any knowledge. I mean really what I, I saw integration as just like letting the spirit take control of your body. At that point you're no longer there. Faust was using Yo's body to do what he needed to do. Only through Yo could like Faust use his abilities in the human realm. So I mean, you were correct all of that, but I was just saying that I think he made a statement that Faust gave Faust taught Yo something before he died or something like that. I was like, no, I don't think Faust taught him anything. No, I don't think he taught him deliberately, literally taught him anything. I think that Yo. Um... In interact in integrating with Faust became a vessel for Faust's skills. I mean, but that wasn't really Yo anymore once Faust took over his body, but I mean, yeah, I mean... Yeah, but it makes sense that, like, Yo can now do these things. Like, we we see that, like, when he integrates with the spirit of a samurai, for example, that now he's a good fighter, you know? Like, oh, yeah, Harry, it doesn't use up Furyoku. Yo says it right there. Soul integration does not use up Furyoku. Apparently, just, just my integrating, it just doesn't do anything. So I don't know what I get... Hmm. That seems kind of weird. Doesn't mean he's not using somebody's skills, or like that after integration, using the abilities that integration involves. Like, you know what I mean? Are are not helpful. I don't think using the abilities with soul integration uses a Furyoku. 
I don't think the energy that they use that they have as a shaman gets used up after soul integration. I actually could be wrong. Let me look that up real quick. Okay. Fundamental shamanic ability technique, which shaman willingly becomes a vessel for another spirit to possess. The technique provides the spirit of a physical body, which is resolved in physical medicines. Shaman transform the spirit into a small orb and then shove the orb in their chest. Well. Uh, two souls in the body are in clinical prosperity. Shaman, shamans overcome his weakness. Recent situation, unlike spirit possession, the process is of course voluntary. The only advantage of a soul integration, a soul integration before the induction of over souls is they consume less for Yoku. So that must have been a translation error. Because that, I think Yo specifically said that he doesn't use any. Hold on, let me look at that again. Either the wiki's wrong or the anime is wrong. I'm not sure which one it is. That's interesting. Yeah, it doesn't use up Furioku. So I guess that 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 sentence could be left up to interpretation. Meaning I interpreted it wrong. But it doesn't say anything about after, I guess, after the fact, using abilities and stuff like that causes use of Furioku. Nothing about that is on this page. Huh. Okay. We learned something. Um. Yeah, actually, I guess you could brag up. Kalim, will they meet Kalim inside the, the plant room? Or what room were they even in? Highlands uh, plant. Uh, Horror host steps up. Colleen knocks him back, kills him. Yell integrates with Faust, brings him back to life. And um, apparently, uh, after 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 Horror Horror was knocked out or killed, uh, apparently he made a recommendation for them to rest up in a house that he had in the high, in the, um, in the Highlands. This is probably the nicest of the patch trap we've ever seen. Um, even though he still wants to you know fight them. Again, we're seeing very uh, weird uh, behaviors from the Patch Tribe, even though they're supposed to protect the uh, the Shaman King. I guess in theory they are still in protecting him, but you think that you wouldn't let your enemy rest in your house? Yeah. I guess speaking of the house, we saw we saw some like funny, like I guess like uh, slice of life moments in there, like. They're as they're talking, you see this Kaleem tracing around the house, even made them a, made a bed for them. <laughs> um, apparently, Horror Hog goes. That's hmm? another sign that like the shamans are like low key on their on their side. I think. 
They're like, you know, nothing personal, but we're going to have your back, <laughs> you know. I mean, horror, horror brings to the point, like, why are we letting the enemy, like, I guess, shelter us and feed us and whatnot? And it's like, uh, I think yo ask, like, is that how you really feel? Horror, horror just goes out the, uh, that was, that was, uh, Tyler Ren who asked him that, which I guess is another really interesting character growth for Tyler Ren. But, um, mm. causes horror, horror to go out to Kali, who was sitting in front of the fireplace, and he says, like, we gotta settle this. Uh, but not by fighting, and we cut to him smiling, and we cut away from that, and apparently somebody from the Gunhara team has lost his arm and then his life. Uh, we found out they're actually trying to get the spirits um, for the five warriors in, um, from hell. So, uh, they're working on getting the spirit of Earth. I think they already have wind, water... And Captain um, Planet, I think. Knew that was coming. Uh... Not really, but I knew it was coming. They have the spirit of rain, sorry. Spirit of rain. The spirit of thunder. Uh, also named him, I'm not going to name him. And then the spirit of wind. They're working on the spirit of earth, and they don't know that um, that Yona gang already has the spirit of fire. <laughs> At least yet, anyway. I don't know how they're intending to, like, uh, I guess get these spirits out of hell to Yona. But I guess there's a way to do so. How to get the spirits out of hell to who? To uh, the group, Yo's group. Because that's the whole point yeah, of these spirits. Sort of, that part of the section sort of lost me too. Because I'm like, wait a minute, who's this person getting all these souls? And like, it seemed disruptive to me. Like, I didn't quite fully grok what was happening. That's what they were, I mean, they said they were trying to grab the spirits. I forgot when it happened. It was some episodes ago before they got here. Way a few episodes ago. Um... They brought them back here because that's what they're doing. Apparently, they need the spirits of they need this, these spirits of uh, element, elemental spirits to be able to tackle how. They already got the spirit of fire because uh, Red said, you know, just made it to them to show that you know how. To let know how said that you can have this. I don't need them anymore. Um, we also get Why the whole. Such like a cocky ass sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> this is how. I mean, this is. You can have the spirit of fire that I spent a thousand years building up. I don't need it anymore. It's like, really, how? Really? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he sends him off to, like, and I Yo realize. Like, I just low-key had it, like, devour souls for a thousand years, but it's not important. He's about to integrate with the great spirit, though, so he probably, just probably doesn't need it. Yeah, he probably doesn't need it. I want to slap him. I want to shake him and be like, what's wrong with you, boy? Apparently everything. Um, so somebody wasn't raised right. That's pretty much what I'm saying right now. He he wasn't raised, though, because he got birthed. He literally ran away in, a, in an infant in a in an infant's body. There was ever a boy you ain't raised right moment. This is it. I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of things that worse that could have happened. <laughs> like, I mean, like, a, like. I mean, this is probably really bad raising, but at the same time, he wasn't raised. He, after he was born, he literally floated off with the baby spirit of fire, and we never saw him again. Yeah, and his cheese fell off the cracker. I mean, holy crap, dude. But, um, yeah, we, well, yo realizes what I was trying to do. He ain't taking, he ain't taking the bait. Uh, we cut away to the island where, uh, the grown-ups are all having their, I guess, party. That uh, their little party that that isn't like it's actually I guess ended by this point because you see Yo's father trying to swim down to where he, his son and everybody else is. Uh, 
completely irrelevant moment where Mantic comes up and says, Father says I can stay on the island. And they're like, okay. And then, like, and then that never amounts to anything. It's just Mantic being like, Father says I can stay on the island. <laughs> he actually says, <laughs> I'm not making that part up. Poor Manta. Stop to me. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> Poor Manta. Um, yeah, that happens. And uh, I guess this this is another scene that I actually like. And I remember when I was watching this episode with Anna, you know, Anna like showing. It's it's just amazing that um, where Anna started from to where she is right now, the the, the transition is ridiculous. I love Anna. I think everybody freaking loves Anna. It's just like. The relationship that she has with Yoda, complete and utter trust she has in this guy. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, it's like one of those like this is one of those married as woman situation. <laughs> and she's a married woman. That's how you can tell. No, I mean, I guess technically they are married, but not. I mean, I guess not in the ceremony sense, but that's what they're supposed to do. Like, all I can really no, say is like the the whole the whole like. Marry this woman. Such situation is like what I'm like what I'm marry shouting. This woman, not married ass woman. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were calling her like a married ass woman because she was being so like wifely or something. I'm like, oh okay. No, marry this woman. This was, yeah. but like at the same time, it's, I mean, it's gonna happen because we all know Yo and her have the have the same feelings for each other. It isn't one sided. It's just one of those things. Like I can't believe how much she trusts him. She is literally on the island. Just looking at the water, and all she can think about is him. It's like, good gracious. Yeah, she's really good. Like, has this ever been a female character that I think they did a good job with? If they, if all they were going to use her for is a love interest, I think this is probably the best one. This is really what they need to aspire to for every other female chick they do this with. <laughs> mm-hmm. Looking at you, my hair academia. Looking at you, my hair academia. <laughs> well, my hair academia has the best woman in the entire series. Moving on before he says the words. Um. <laughs> We cut back from all that. We cut back from all that, and um, as I said before, we have like really funny slice of life. Uh, after they all e- are e- eating and you know getting like rested, we have Kaleem sneaking in, just like I made the beds, and then they all. I made you bread. I made the beds. Now it's time to die. Well, essentially, uh, they all like they all get ready to go to sleep. Um, and then oh, and this is where the. I guess before they bring up the fact that, like, you know, how, how like, Yo wants to save, you know, how he he thinks that he's the princess he needs to save. Then we have an image of, like, how in a dress. Yeah, the most uncomfortable thing imaginable. Honestly, with how androgynous he looks, it's, it's funny how much this works. <laughs> Because, so. like, I mean, I, I said that Yo looks like his mother, and it's it's almost uncanny. How looks way more like her, and the only problem, the only reason why he does is the long hair. If you cut that off, Yo and How would look almost similar. Well, they would look similar. They're twins. Well, they're twi- Yeah, they would look exactly similar. It, it's just disturbing. It's like. I'm looking at his image. That we watched this and we're like, "Who's that girl?" Who's yeah, I know. That's the worst part. I remember watching it. And I was like, "That looks like how," but it's a girl wearing a dress. There's no way. <laughs> I remember having that exact thought. I had the exact thought. I never verbally stated it, but I had that exact thought. I was like, "That looks like how," but is there a sister character? Is that the mother? I 
can't tell who that was. And then we find out apparently that's just an... That's just how an address... It's just literally the worst, yeah. The, the funny thing is, too, they even feminized him a little bit just to make the dress work. <laughs> yeah, but there's... I know, I know. We're talking about the fact that they're ambiguously sisters and yet, like... Brother and sister, and yet they're ambiguously, like, a lover relationship, and... No, they're not. They never. Where did that come from? What? What? I mean, the fact that he's like he's the you know he's the valiant prince trying to save her. Well, I mean that that they're just. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The whole princess. She looks like in Yo's eyes, and and he's the prince, and she's the princess, and like he's gonna come save her, and like oh my god, and then like you're like, all right, this is like. I mean, I never got the whole like. I think they were treading the line with the whole love thing. I think they're really just treading. It's like this. It's the whole like familial familial bond, which by the way, yo should not have with Hal because they didn't grow up together. So it's it, very, very, very familiar bond. <laughs> I mean, like I said before, like I know the I know the creator is into Yaoi. Especially it's, as much as these guys get or stay stay naked. I mean, like how often is he like? Well, better take a bath. Like somebody, or like, gotta take all my clothes off because it's time for bed, and that's what people do when they go to bed. They take all their clothes off. Speaking of how in the dress, um, that was the end of the episode, for episode forty nine. <laughs> you just had to do that, didn't you? Yes, I had to take you off the trail because you were going down it and you were not stopping. I was gaining momentum. Yeah, I could tell, and I need to stop you from gaining momentum. Um. But um. What? Man, let me just check my notes here before we do that. You have to. Um, there was a couple really good, interesting lines here. You have to die to become Shaman King was interesting to me, except that people die all the time in this series, so I didn't know what the significance of that was. And then, they said this um, before. This isn't the first uh, utterance of this line. This is this is actually stated a lot uh, throughout the entirety of the show. Well, I mean, after like the first half of the tournament was played out. This will state it. There was another good quote where Anna was talking and she said that um, life is a battle. The more happiness you seek, the more unhappiness there is. And I kind of agree with that. Like in my life, for example, like my, my personal business is big enough where I can make it a company if I wanted to. And people are always like, well, why don't you do it? Why don't you make it a company? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm happy right now. And people don't understand that. They'd be like, why would you do that? Like, don't you want to be really happy? And I'd be like, I am pretty happy, you know? I don't know if I need to be more happy. And, like, people just don't get it. And they're just like, you need to, like, maximize on your happiness, you know? Like, you need to maximize on your happiness by, like, um, monetizing your life, you know, or something like that. And I'm just like, no, I'm, like, good, dude. I don't need to... I don't need to make more money. Like I make enough money and I'm happy enough. And I, I know I could probably ramp this up and try to start it, found a company or something, but I don't think every single thing in your life needs to be about making as much money as you need, as you possibly can. I think sometimes it's okay to just be happy. And like Anna's thing there about like life is a battle and like the more happiness, like the more happiness you get, like, you know, like that just resonated with me. I was like, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Like, I think that, like, working as hard as you can for every little scrap of happiness is overrated. So. You know, I'm reading your notes as you're talking because I was listening. 
I was trying to figure out like where are these extra notes? This is, they got the prog in that seat. Oh, so that's the part of the a fight that I missed because I I actually watched this episode after the after the credits usually roll. I usually in, I move on to the next one. Um, yeah. every, not not every anime does this is where there's like this extra stuff after the freaking credits. It's like how are you supposed to know this? <laughs> I always watch all the way to the end now. Ever since Marvel, I've been trained to like watch post credit scenes. <laughs> but not every anime does this, and that's the thing. It's like. I guess only in important situation, and then you bring up. I remember because I was like, I was so confused. Like, wait, so we're in the middle of the fight now? Okay, this is what we're doing it now. <laughs> yeah. I literally did not know. Okay, so that explains everything. I now have the full clarity, the context of the fight. Because the at post roll credits, we have the fight with uh, Kalim and Ahorohoro, or Usui Horiku, who we actually find get an explanation towards that name. Um. I guess we can move on actually to the episode fifty now because I guess it's like Sorry, that was just the last piece I wanted to hit on was just that like she had that really good quote and it just really struck with me that like no it's, it's no problem I guess like, before we move on from this episode because we'll never talk about this again un- unless they bring it back up again which is just, this is a shaman gang they're probably gonna bring it back up again but um I find it interesting that they use the words when they're talking about princess horror uh, uh princess uh how that they use the words like you know she's been possessed by this demon of, of obsession. And it's like when you really think about it, how is very obsessed with trying to like kill all humanity, and we don't really know the reasoning behind that other than something happened to him when he was alive, and he's been reincarnating himself over and over again, um, in an attempt to get his ultimate goal. Which you bring up an interesting point: why give up the dang demon, uh, the dang spirit that you've been like feeding over the course of a thousand years, just because you don't need him anymore? There is definitely something going on, and I still don't understand it. It's very uh, concerning. I can't understand if it's pure arrogance or not. It doesn't feel like pure arrogance, but what else would it be? I don't know. Maybe at, maybe at this point, as you said before, it's something I was never uh, okay with, was that maybe how maybe Yo is changing how, because like, there's been various instances of how being around Yo, and as you said before, just being around Yo makes you a better person. Um, maybe for whatever reason, it's having the exact undesired effect on how where it's like maybe how is like coming coming to like he's like he's just like he's been in this drunken stupor all these years and he unfortunately when he got reincarnated this last time had the undesired effect of being split into two uh you know yo being his other half if we take that literally um so maybe it's one of those things like maybe this is maybe this is the good like part of like how that got separated but still a tiny piece of this is gonna sound so wrong there's a tiny piece of yo still in how oh my god why would you even say that i had to say it after i was i was on a, i was on a roll and i just uh dang it but um i guess before we move on to i guess one last thing i want to say about this too is the fact that i remember when when um yo first told everybody that how was his older brother um i remember like how uh Tao was saying Tao Ren saying something that was very weird and I kind of brushed it off because nothing really came of it but I'm actually kind of curious now we've been talking about the whole splitting of Hao's abilities into two people um Tao Ren says something very weird um he says that Yo is missing something like he he doesn't he's missing emotions or something like that he's missing like normal emotions that a normal person would have and I'm actually kind of curious. It's like I wonder if that means anything. Like where, like maybe 
Yo's calmness isn't like normal. It's a symptom of something else. Like, what if, like, if we were to take literally that maybe Hao and Yo are two people? The whole yin and yang thing. Like, um. I get the feeling very strongly that they're seen as one person for most intents and purposes. Call me crazy. I don't know, I just like, I was thinking about them when they first, when Rin said that, and I thought it was so odd, and it, I mean, it never came back, but we're like, two more, we got two more episodes left, and one of them is gonna be a fight with, 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 uh, with Hal. It's obviously gonna be episode 52. <laughs> Unless for whatever reason you skip over episode, like, you skip over, and the fight happens in episode 51. Um, it just seems gonna be, because, like, I mean, like, Hal brings up that, you know, that Yo's mother half, we're gonna, we're gonna be together again, or something like that. But like, but like, there's specific wording that like he keeps on calling Yo his other half, and it's like you can take that as a is a is a homosexual thing, or or you can take that maybe in a literal sense, like maybe maybe it something strikes me as homosexual. It just strikes me as like some people probably would, but um, what they're meant I, to be or something. I mean, I guess what I was saying maybe like maybe like something happened when he got reincarnated that last time. I I don't think there was supposed to be two. Something happened, and it, you know they, he he was born as twins. Um, and maybe he initially thought he didn't need Yo when he left off, but like maybe he realized as he was getting older that maybe he needed maybe he needed Yo for something for some reason, because he keeps on telling that Yo you will become part of me again. I was like, huh, that's that's oddly creepy. That's oddly creepy. But I guess that's one. Like that's just something I want to have floating out in the ether as we reach these final episodes. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, episode fifty. Uh, the falling D- uh, Daimco. Uh, we finally get an explanation towards Hora Hora and the um his unexplained backstory that we get this entire episode. Uh, after a rest in the Highland plant, plant for a while, Yo team challenges Kareem again in the midst of the resumption of the mortal struggle. The darkness that Hora Hora hid to everyone is finally revealed. In front of Yo and his friends who go through the remaining plants. Okay, um, I think we're just gonna talk about this all free well here, and we can stop and talk about certain things as we uh, come across them. I mm-hmm. find it interesting that um, I, I guess I should have saw this because usually when it comes to any character that's edgy, there's like always a girl involved. But uh, I guess because like of the like of the of like the I don't want to use the word dichotomy. Um, there's just like Something about Horo's character is it seems like it's two-sided sometimes. Like, he's always, you know, he's always goofing around, so you don't really get that sense of, like, seriousness from him. Or that he has anything serious going on, or he has any serious baggage. But then you had the other side of him where you see, you know, you see it with his father. You see it, you don't you don't really see it with his sister. Like, his sister seems to be, like, on the, on the side of, like, Horo Horo, where he's always goofing around. I mean, she has said that, you know, she doesn't like him when he's all serious and like that. She, he actually gets, he actually scares her. I remember when I first heard that, I was like, that's really weird. Um, just not reading one of your notes. Um, no, that is not her stripper name. That is not her stripper name. That is not her real name, so maybe it's her stripper name? I mean, this is Shaman King we're talking about, right? But we, um, we learn um, in, the, in this fight with Kaleem, we actually finally get the explanation. Um... Horo Horo is the name that he was given from this girl that he used to know in high school. He went to in middle school, I believe, or elementary school for that matter. Um, when he went to school, 
apparently uh, back in Horhost Village, his hometown, um, we get more information about these people that uh, you know that believe themselves to be born from the well, the wolf god, the wolf god, that we actually you know talked about this particular lore very early on. Like I want to say in the first couple of review episodes we did of this of this of the anime. So it's, it's kind of cool that like we're getting confirmation that we're on the right track when we were doing those like, little uh, you know explorations that you know we were doing. Which part are we right about? The whole like uh, the tribe that Horo was a part of, you know, um, yes. the Wolf God. Like it's cool that we got confirmation. I mean, confirmation like fifty episodes in, but I mean, <laughs> confirmation nonetheless. Like we were on the like right track. So we find out, you know, that the they're very you know religious. They uh. They believe that like anybody who isn't part of the tribe is coming in to decimate, you know, their the trees and whatnot and the land that they thought you know, that is their birthright. Um, Hor Hor is named specifically after a wolf from that legend. Um I wanna bring up too, it's kind of weird. I didn't notice this and I guess I just not saw it too in Hor Hor's like hair. About the hairband, he actually has black hair on like underneath white hair. Like that's That's weird, I didn't notice that. I mean, it's actually you can actually see it in current horror horror, but it's like because he's ha- with his headband on, you don't really pay attention to it because he's got that white fluff on his head. Yeah. So um, that gives kind of cool. Like oh oh, he's got two different hair colors. That's interesting. I mean, um, you know, little things that I felt like introduced us to um the de- his depth of character, like um when they um. Uh, when you just sort of notice, like, low-key that, like, he has a recorder. And you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I saw that, but it didn't come into play at all in the, in the, uh, <laughs> in the flashback. It didn't come into play, but, like, except that, like, I was like, oh, they're just giving him, like, this tiny little piece of depth, you know? And then I was like, it's kind of cool that, like, we get to learn a little tiny new thing about him, even though it's just a recorder. The only time I could think of that interfere, like, and in being involved in anything, is if he takes the recorder out to somehow disrupt the shaman song or something. But I really think that it was just mostly there just to show us that he had some depth. They were just like, oh yeah. You know? I mean, well, I mean, yeah. This entire episode is kind of just delving into him as a character. I mean, it's it's really weird that like we're getting a character info dump this late in the show, but I guess it it must be important for something later. Um, I don't know if it really is. I think that it might just be, like, just there to do it, you know? I mean, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't be against it. I mean, like I said, I, I want to say, like, I guess before we go further into his backstory, I actually spent the entirety of my entire life knowing that Shaman King was out there, and I, I never got just to really watch it all the way through, you know, the creator's vision. Yeah. And I never knew some of the stuff that was, like, here in, in this episode. It's It actually kind of, like, shocks me, and it kind of, I kind of want to say a piece about, like, um, early days of dubbing. Part of the reason why, like, at least over here in a Western civilization, for anybody who doesn't, you know, anybody watching or listening that's probably in the Eastern part of the world, probably wondering why people over here care so much about, like, watching something in the original, in the, in the original sense of, with no English dub. There was a time over here in the West where um, big corporations did not care. Um, about, and kind of still don't care, but, I mean, some of them gotten better about it. Uh, about, like, perfect translation or at least near perfect translation where you know something doesn't get lost when you translate something because for whatever reason translating something from japanese to english things get lost inevitably um but in some cases things got really bad over here where um, a lot of shows got censored and censored so hardcore to the point where some things were changed uh 
I uh, I remember watching the original the original anime for this, and I forgot what happened. But like, what's happening now? None of this happened in the, in 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 like the American version of the first show. Um, in fact, like nobody died. There was no blood. Things didn't get dark. It, it wasn't like it it was odd. That's why I, like when I was watching this, when I first said this is dark, I wasn't really trying to just be funny. I was actually just kind of being real. I, like it never got this dark. It, it's very intriguing that. I don't know what happened. Um, one of the and this I'm starting to see the main reason why the you know the the creator of the show said that he did not want you know to make another anime unless they were going to come um, follow the story from tit to tat. Yeah. And now I understand why he had a story to tell and he wanted the story to be told. He didn't want nobody coming in here and ruining or trying to dilute what was being told. But also with that, a lot of things that he probably put in there, you know, that probably wouldn't go over well. A lot of child nudity, being one of them, um, was also just like you know because we had he wanted it he wanted it to perfect translation. This like I guess Shaman King to me I think is a perfect example. I mean, Shaman King this one and then you know Full Alchemist Brotherhood I think is a perfect example of like there's a lot of shows back in the early '90s that um, that didn't get the the attention that they deserved because. Um, us Westerners didn't, some things just wouldn't be understood. Um, perfect example, in the Pokemon series, like the very early on when it got dubbed, there was a, uh, there was a dubbing error made that was, um, made fun of to this day. Uh, onigiri, rice balls, for whatever reason, America wanted to call those donuts. And I'm not kidding. You can look this up. Okay. So, uh, I guess like getting off my hot, getting off the my hot box here. I'm just saying that it's it's surprising that this show was as dark as it was, and I'm actually glad that you know it got remade and it got remade in the I guess in the same in the vein in the same vein that Shaman King. I mean, in the same the same vein that um, Fullmetal Alchemist did. So I'm glad that it got is it's getting what it is getting the it's getting what it deserves. And I, I think this is like, as far as I can tell from like episode one to episode 50 right now, I'm, I loved every minute of it. There's some things I got really uncomfortable with. We've already talked about this as we were reviewing these episodes, both me and Jock both. Um, so I gotta say like up to this point, I, uh, I'm actually surprised at how dark the show got. Cause it started off very happy go lucky. Like I am like, you wouldn't believe like if you talk to somebody on the street about this show and they say, what was the show like? And it was like, it's really dark. It was like, really? Because I didn't see that much dark going on in the first episode. It was like, like, yeah, things don't get dark until you get to the second half of the shaman fight. <laughs> oh. Like, I'm actually very shocked. Like, I think, actually, I want to say that, like, um, the very first couple episodes was kind of the same for the original uh, anime. And then as soon as, like, the, the, the tournament goes to underground, that's where the animes differ. At some point, like, they just differed. And I'm guessing maybe it was during the time, too, when animes are being made when the manga was going on. Unfortunately, the comic was there to get caught up, so they had to, to be able to make money on the show. They had to, like, make their own thing and ruin the show. So, um... It's incredibly disappointing, all things considered. Well, I mean, yeah, that was, like, early days of anime. Nobody cared about it. I mean, it was... it. it, it, it I mean, in retrospect, to this day, it's still, like, a very small industry. It's, it's unfortunate 
because these are really good shows that come out of here. I mean, not everything's for everybody, but um, I think it's ultimately what I want this podcast to really kind of be is like we, we review episodes, we have fun, but we also talk about things like that where you know how back in the early '90s or even earlier than that, anime wasn't like as loved as it is today, and it's still got a long way to go. I mean, um. I don't think it will ever get to, to like to Hollywood status. I mean, obviously, but like I, I think anime deserves. I don't, think, I don't think obviously is a fair thing to say there, though. Do you? I mean, honestly, I think so because I, I say I'm not, I don't want to be pessimistic towards anime because I love it and it's while I'm doing this podcast. This is like my place, my, my talk, the place I can t- say what I want about the shows that I watch, and you know, it's my opinion, but um. I mean, I guess I could say half and half on that whole obvious thing, but I just don't think it's been since like um, 1980s or whatever, and we're in 2022 right now. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's not a long time, but you think you think a medium like this would have gone a lot, gotten a lot more traction, and maybe and maybe what it is is that because the main reason why there was a point there was like a golden age. For this show, for this anime, for the anime series, was because Dragon Ball Z. There's a lot of shows that got popular real quick over here. Dragon Ball was one of them. Um, you actually Yu Yu Hakusho, Trigun, Cowboy Bebop. There's a lot of shows back in the early '90s, and nobody probably listening who's younger than like maybe 2000s probably even knows what the heck I'm talking about. But there were shows before the ones you're watching. <laughs> That were probably some people would argue have better quality in them, but I mean we're not gonna, we're not here to debate that. Um, Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, there's the, all these shows. There was there was a point where something was called the Big Three, and that was specifically Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball One Piece, and whatever third show was running at the time. And um, once Dragon Ball had dropped off, Naruto had moved into number two, and then like another third show was introduced. We had Bleach for a while. Pokemon, Sailor Moon, Yeah, I mean, the thing at the time, a lot of this wasn't, like, there's a lot of shows that came out that wasn't known to be anime. But it only, like, it only... very much on the rise right now that's big deal, and then there's stuff that, like, is deep in people's hearts, even stuff that they don't necessarily know is anime, like, I think is still deep in people's hearts sometimes. And I'm not, saying, I'm not arguing that, I'm just saying, I don't know if it will ever get to be taken, t- taken as seriously as, like, something like... Uh, uh, something like that Hollywood touched, and maybe that's what we need to fix. Is that maybe we need to start realizing that just because it doesn't have Hollywood's name attached to it doesn't mean it's not good. But yeah. I mean that's that's gonna take like a rewrite of just like how American civilization works, and that's not that's not gonna happen unless we completely have a, a Roman moment. I mean, I don't want to be here if it does happen. There's a lot of there's a lot of signs saying that we might we might have another Roman moment, but I mean we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But um, what is the Roman moment? The Roman Empire just like it flat out disappeared. It couldn't it couldn't sustain itself. Oh yeah. I think we might have a situation where we just can't sustain ourselves. Cause we hear, I'm hearing a lot recently that you know democracy can't exactly last forever as much as you want it to. We're kind of seeing that now. We're just like people are like interpreting. I'm not even getting into that. But um, I guess what I'm saying is like I don't know. Like I mean I don't want to be pessimistic about this meeting because I do like this meeting a lot. And you know. I'm just I guess because I like it so much that's why I kind of kind of trying to be as real as possible. Um, there was a point where I thought when Dragon Ball Z ended, like 
the, you know, the movement that was behind it was going to, like, slow down. And in some ways it did, some ways it didn't. Unfortunately, in a lot of, a lot of the good shows that stay in Japan, because of some reason or another, will never come over here because of, like, just random differences. Granted, due to this show, I honestly feel like some shows that I watched in high school could really do with, like, a, a chance over here. <laughs> Cause there was a point where I thought like a show with a gun in it in anime wouldn't make it over here. Cause like, ooh, guns and um, real like re- regulation. But oh well. I think I don't know. I think you're underestimating how powerful some of the animes are, other animes are. Like Pokemon. Let's just take Pokemon as an example. Like Pokemon was like, it's popular more than just because it's um, an anime. It's also a video game. It's like a a community it's like you're you're not just buying like an anime with it like you're you're ascribing to a whole like culture and way of life that like is contingent on like the anime like enjoying the anime so when you think of somebody like really into pokemon you're not necessarily just saying like oh they're really into pokemon you're also saying that like they've got this whole culture that they've become part of like video games and collectibles and card games and and everything else and it means something deep and like settled in their childhood to them to be involved in it and i think that's like maybe like part of what you're missing about that like it's not just an anime and dragon ball is not just an anime because let's face it dragon ball is kind of a dumb show like there's a lot of things about dragon ball that are really dumb pervy old man and like no i i get, I get all that i get i just moments when you watch dragon ball when you're like dude i don't care what Yajirobe thinks right now, like at all, you know, but you still watch it because it's, you know what I mean? Like these are characters that like you you kind of invested in, in sort of a Stockholm syndrome way, even, you know, like you're just like, I've been watched 800 episodes. Like I want to see this through at this point, but like, I don't know. I think that's part of it is that like, it's more than just an anime. So like, when you say does anime have like legs and Hollywood stuff like that, I think you're forgetting that like there's a whole like if they don't have legs in Hollywood, it's because they would riot if they'd be like riots if people screwed it up. <laughs> you know, like that would be my first concern as a Hollywood like person. I'd be like, dude, I, what happens I, if you don't do it perfectly? No, I don't want. I guess why maybe I should explain. Um, I get I get the whole culture. I'm a part of it, dude. I literally have played almost every Pokemon game in existence. Yeah, I've literally started playing. I'm a part of like the. Like, I'm, I'm, you get a lot of backlash for this. You'll say like so many times when we were talking about like an anime or something. You're like I'm almost afraid to say this because I'm afraid to get the like hear all the backlash that I'm gonna get for going there. But like, and then you'll say what you have your opinion was. But like, it's almost always centered around like the fact that the community is strong, you know, and that you're like, no. wow, like there's consequences to dissing the community. I get all that, and I, I I still I fully stand by those statements. But what I, I guess like I don't best way to put this is that um, Hollywood has a pull. I I don't know if like and maybe we'll maybe if if maybe it's there and I just haven't seen it yet because like you know I'm just so like dissociated with it all and like I know that when I was growing up, this stuff that I was watching wasn't that cool. It's funny that like I I see a lot of like you know younger kids nowadays, and I see a lot of stuff like. There are people walking around, like, walking around with anime shirts on and just, like, playing games out in the public. Like, it's become a lot more, like, socially acceptable nowadays. And maybe I'm just more... It's more socially acceptable in general. 
Like, I mean, like... I guess a part of me is like... like... We don't talk about Bruno. Like, somebody agrees with you. Yeah, we don't freaking talk about Bruno. You know, like, there's this whole, like, pretense that, like, now, like, look, it's our turn to be adults now, and it's okay if we want to be kids about it. I think there's people that are just sick of, like, the pretense of adulthood in general. No, I get all that. I guess I'm just saying, maybe, and maybe, like, I even hate to even use these words. I mean, maybe in nine years... Maybe like you know the world look a little bit different. I don't know. I just I just feel like it, there's a pull there, but I just don't know if it's strong enough to like overtake or like you know like there are like there like things like this exist because anime doesn't have like the the voice that it that, you know a lot of us think it should have because a lot of these shows even though they're animated are real. You know there's a lot of there's a lot of things to learn. And go back to Dragon Ball Z. Even with all the the silliness that's involved in it, there's a lot of like life lessons. Like Gohan, for instance. A lot of people gravitated to Gohan, me included, because when we were watching that show, we were his age. And what did Gohan do? Gohan was able to change the world. At that point, up to that point, we were told that, you know, we're a kid, you know, we can't there's not much we can do. Nowadays the message changed around and flipped on us behind. You know, they're saying kids have more power than adults do in this world. And a lot of that is true. You know, if you have if you have an interest, go for it. This is turned to a PSA. <laughs> well, also, like, if you don't mind my saying, like, American stuff is crap now. I mean, some of it. I mean, so, I mean, there's a lot more of it, but like, there's some things I actually enjoy. Maybe for just just because I like watching. But other than maybe DC, like, what's the best American anything? Well, I mean, House, the TV show, I mean, some of the sitcoms, I mean, a lot of people like to argue that sitcoms aren't good, but it's like, yeah, I don't care. As far as animation goes, like, what's the best American anything as far as animation goes? Well, there was a point when Cartoon Network's cartoons were actually really decent. I mean, I actually have a lot of, like, I have a soft spot for a lot of, like, I see, is Shaolin Shodown American? No, I don't think it is. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. I think that that's kind of what I'm getting at, though, like, that there's, like... There's that pretense that like shoot maybe maybe and maybe an anime has a chance for something good you know what I mean like there's a lot of stuff out there that's not really that good maybe maybe, maybe there is a chance I had no idea I guess like I just like, I'm I, I'm gonna I guess what I'm gonna sit there and say is the end to I guess to so we can get back to the episode that we're actually trying to review before we so run I over was this, no I know I know we I was too I had to, I, we had to reel this in okay. <laughs> um. I guess like, ultimately what I'm saying is that I mean, hey, shoot, maybe maybe it's got more pull after having this talk. Like, I'm glad I had a chance to say this because like I've had this room in mind for a couple of years. I don't think you know, if a lot of the good shows that started the revolution of um, an anime over here, maybe like I honestly didn't think it was like okay, you know, maybe it's had its time and it's fun and sun and maybe it's over. Maybe it will never be able to attack like let's not even use Hollywood like you know big like like big uh entertainment producers like you know there's no way for for it to reach to that pinnacle like you know that's already reached over here in, in animation but i guess there's a reason why Jap japan's still doing it and there's still new animes coming out and stuff like that is because like at least it has a pull somewhere over there in J japan where it actually matters to a lot of people it's in their culture and we're slowly I think it's just a, a way of life like i think that they're selling more than an anime no, I mean I get. I mean, I, I mean, Pokemon. I think is a different story with the whole like. I mean, I, I know that entire thing. That's in, that's a that's a mega corporation. 
honestly, when I hear people saying like, "How can he not make better Pokemon games?" It's like, like uh, I had to look up the, the statistics on this, but like, um, the games aren't making a lot of money. It's actually just the anime and the merchandise. <laughs> it's what's allowing the the franchise itself to keep on going. They gotta make the merchandise to make more money. Then that fuels them to make another game. So, um, a lot of things, like, I mean, other merchandise, I mean, even though Dragon Ball Z, you can call it a dead franchise, it's not really a dead franchise, they're still selling stuff, and the, the manga is still going on strong, uh, from what I was able to read. Well, there are trading cards, I never got involved in them, because I, I looked at one set of cards I got for Christmas and threw them away. I did not. I did not know. I did not know Dragon Ball Z had a card game. I didn't want to go. In, I didn't want to go further down the de- on the rabbit hole. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. I already gone through one. Already gone down one rabbit hole. I've already wasted a lot of my life in, in it. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> I went to like Dragon Ball Z. Love you. Love you to death. But I'm not going down any more rabbit holes with you other than the anime <laughs> and maybe the video games. But those those are as, like. But I mean, I guess to uh to go back. Get back on the rail because we derailed for like thirty minutes, minutes probably. Oh, twenty minutes. Okay. Um, I don't know. I didn't keep track. Me either. Uh, I guess we're talking about we have gotten this the whole depth of horror horror's character. I find it interesting that okay, it started out like dealing with a girl, and then it just like mushroomed into this whole like how he blamed himself for what happened to her, and I, I guess like. In some cases, a lot of times when this happens, it's never the main character's. It's never the character's fault. Um, it's not really his fault because she went after him in that in in that um in that snow. But he blames himself because like she would have never went in there if it wasn't for him. Um, we have the f- we have like the biggest revelation, and I- I'm sitting here kicking myself that I never even thought about it. But maybe the main reason I never thought about it is because like her name was never dropped. We didn't know a dang thing about him, so there's no way we could make this speculation. Um, the spirit companion that Horror has been traveling with this entire series is actually that girl reincarnated as a um, as a, a spirit for like that for that uh, for those spirits that he's trying to save. It it was like to me it was probably the most like for a character that's like try try generous. I don't even know how to pronounce it like. The third, I guess not. I don't know if you consider him a third main character, but I also like a side character, like one of the more important side characters. He, uh, that whole revelation was actually really cool, and I was like, I actually like. I'm glad that Horror got a happy ending for that because uh, it, it seems like he had been beating himself up the entirety of his life, thinking that you know this girl, like probably died hating him, um, all because of him sticking to his tribe's uh, ways of living. Um, and like I guess trying to be somebody that he's not, or being somebody that he thinks he's being told that he that who, who he is, and it, it, I guess it's one of those things. I guess a good way to take what he what he went through is like a, a growing moment where you know he realized that you can only be who you want to be, and um, screw everybody else. <laughs> I guess it's the best way to sum that up. It's like you know he had spent his entire life trying to be somebody that you know his father you, i guess you can see a lot of his hatred kind of makes a lot more sense now and we got confirmation about why he wants to make that field anyway because like that was like the weirdest dream ever stated i've ever seen in an anime i want to make a field of lily pads 
Well, that becomes Shaman King. I love, I love the depth that they built into horror horror with that. Even if yeah, I know that's why I said I like that. That was the the best payoff for a side character I have ever seen. Yeah, the whole surprise of it and everything else, and like the tragic backstory and the fact that it's not only like it was like Shakespearean, like the the fact that like his people like had died in the flood and he fell in love with like the one person that he shouldn't fall in love with and. And he rejected her, and now he lives a life of guilt, and it's just, like, really well put together. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, and I also loved the whole, like, how she became a spirit, too, and how she couldn't reveal to him who she was until he had, she had heard from him why, you know, why he ran away from her that night. And I mean, the, the whole, like, I'm briefly able to reveal myself to you was, like, a little bit stupid, but, like, other than that... Yeah, I will say I was kind of disappointed by that. <laughs> briefly, ever so momentarily. I'm like, yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I guess to really put a bow on it, it's like, I, I love that, like, okay, that's why, you know, they really wanted to, like, they really wanted you to not know about anything about him and not really care, and then they started, like, pulling back these sheets saying that, you know, we still haven't revealed what's going on with him, you know, we introduced you to him very early on in the show, and we didn't say anything about him. In fact, nobody questioned it. In fact, let nobody actually did question it. It's true. <laughs> it's like we literally planted him in the like the. Just kind of being like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the writers. I mean, yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, we're not gonna tell you anything about him until it's actually important. <laughs> oh, were you ignoring Horo Horo? Well, guess what? He's relevant. That's very mean. I like. I mean, I always knew I liked Horo Horo, but this really solidified that for me. I I always I didn't know why I liked Horo Horo, but I know I always liked him. As a character and everything. Too, to be honest with you, I know I've been giving you a hard time about him, but that's just me being me. Like I did kind of like horror, horror. I don't know why. I had no real reason to. Now I can sit there and say that okay, this is probably the best payoff for a character that I honestly didn't think was going to get anything uh, done with him and, and character-wise. And it's like okay, I'm like I'm actually happy. We don't have to see him ever again if that's what's going to happen to him. I hope not, considering that he's supposed to be one of the greats from Warriors, so... I think all of the core Warriors have to survive. I don't think that's, like, up for, up for debate. I mean, we'll see. One of the Warriors that has a great spirit, like, from a plot perspective, I think you have to stay in, in, in the movie, in the show, I mean. I feel like that's the plot armor line right there. Yeah, that makes good gracious, three pages? Four pages? Okay, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to we're gonna have to condense this. <laughs> we're not condense it, but we're gonna have to. I guess. Did I go too far? Oh, yeah. No, no, not that. This is I didn't I didn't notice you had like you said you took it took you forever. Like I didn't realize how forever how, for, how forever was. <laughs> Sorry. I'm looking at no, it's fine, it's fine. You had fun. That's all that all that matters. Um, I, can we just point out at eight twelve where you was like, whoa, you had a hot girlfriend? Well, I mean, look like, I was gonna. Last grown man. I was gonna just. She must have been like twelve when she died. I was just gonna like, I guess. Rant. I'm pretty sure what it is. The Ryu isn't isn't old. He just look. He just looks old. How old, how old is Ryu? Come on, Ryu's gotta be like thirty. No, I'm pretty sure what really that is, and I hate to even say this because it's something I haven't seen anime do in a while. Sometimes a character would be not that much younger than he looked, but like I mean, he's younger. Like he looks younger than he actually is. It's like, you know, I'm not old. I'm actually blah, blah, blah. There was a character in Hunter Hunter that was like that. You know, he looked like he should have been in his 20s, but he was actually 18. <laughs> okay. 
and I believe you and everything, but like he doesn't look like he should be 18. Uh, didn't not have mage for him. Hmm. I guess ages don't really matter in this show for reasons unknown to me. Because they're not relevant at all. <laughs> There's nothing relevant about anybody's age in this series. They're all basically 50. Oh, whatever. I mean... I mean, I guess the, all they really did that is for the break the tension. Relevant in any way, shape, or form. Like everybody is basically a grown ass adult. And we can start with these are preteens, but we're just gonna move on from that. I get they did that a whole thing with Rio to like to. I kind of just moved on from it after it happened. I was like, mm, well, they're doing this again. I just moved on from it. Did you figure it out? No, I don't know because they didn't give it. They didn't give an age for him. Because they're not allowed to because it's illegal. Okay, so that being said, um, they go to the next biome. It's a forest biome with Renan, I guess, like, and a chameleon spirit. And he's like the weakest, lamest enemy so far. As far as I can tell, there's nothing redeeming about him. He's just weak and lame. What do you think? Oh, the chameleon spirit? Oh, um... He gets his ass kicked. Well, that's only because, I mean, I think, uh, doesn't Last Horse say something that, you know, if it wasn't for Opakacho, they'd probably have some trouble? Um, yes, because he's tricky. Not because he's, like, worthwhile in any specific way. I don't know, I mean, I feel like we... Mm, maybe because he couldn't do anything, we don't really know. No, I mean, what I I guess that guy he's supposed to be Chuckalo's uh, um overseer. Okay, and that gives him like a magic power over. I get that, like for some reason, then that makes it your fate to like be up against that guy. But at the same time, no, I guess what I'm saying is like it's kind of weird considering that Chuckalo's like the like I guess the strongest Fioroku wise amongst the group. And yeah. that guy got one shot. I guess this was basically what I was trying to say. Well, Chuck, I oversee or not, Chaco loves potentials way beyond um, anything that they can pull out, in my opinion. Chaco Love like didn't get his potential met because of his overseer. Chaco Love got his potential met because he's. Really no, what, what I'm saying, it's kind of weird that that was what happened, and he. Well, I mean, yeah. 
I guess he wanted to get him out of there. I mean, especially we only have so many episodes left. I'm guessing that's why he got like he got the shaft. Because the writers wanted to move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many episodes left. And it's like, well, we can't. We're gonna put you in here. I'm gonna get you out immediately. Um, we need some comic relief, one way or the other. I guess we can start talking about Alpacacho here, and I guess the importance of he or she towards how the princess. Okay. Um, to sum up, we, we learn about how. Hmm, Gotta choose the better word for that. Uh, we learn about the uh, the mind reading abilities, and essentially, technically speaking, everybody's got a tiny bit of like uh, psychic ability in them. It just depends on how much they want to read somebody's mind. Uh, still doesn't explain hows, though, but we, we learned that. Uh, Apparently, it's all about being lonely, and uh, funnily enough, we learn a little bit more about Anna, like how you know she was like, she um, a lot of what happened with her is that you know her parents left her, and that left her to look at every person around her as somebody that's just gonna straight up use her for something and then leave. That in turn turned into hatred, which gave her psychic abilities a little more power, and eventually what led to her being able to form demons of her own. It's an interesting way to look at, like, psychic abilities, and it kind of just makes the power a little bit, like, sad. Like, I guess in this world, like, if you see someone with psychic abilities, you just kind of, like, you you feel bad for them. Like, it's it's kind of a weird way to look at the ability to read the mind, but I guess that the, in, in reality, it isn't, like, it's a cool power in concept, but, like, I mean, like, well, how Alpaca Show said, um... You know, I can't get any sleep with, with all that hot, loud thinking that you're doing. <laughs> it's like, when you really think about it like that, like, you can't turn that ability off. It's just on, you know, and like, when you're near somebody, you're just, it's just on. You know, you, you yeah. can't, you can't stop it. And when you really think about it, like, well, I mean, you always think about my ring is cool because you can read someone's mind and like, it's still cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. The power is still cool in concert, but I guess when you really think about like the downsides, which is like one big downside, um, but it's still a downside nonetheless. Based on the way the show is portraying psychics, uh, you can read people's minds and essentially get a good glimpse in what they're really like. And I guess in reality, that's a bad thing because part of why people like put on a facade for sometimes is just you know they don't want sometimes you know being your true genuine self sometimes can lead to really bad situations and just you know people not really liking you. <laughs> In a really messed up way, it's like, you know, um, I, I was watching this show where they kind of brought that whole concept to you about, like, this is why people lie. And, and, you know, like, when you couldn't lie, just the whole world just spun out of control. <laughs> I was like, hmm, that's funny, actually. But uh, I thought it was kind of interesting how they kind of turned psychic abilities into, like, a, you know, if you have the ability to read minds, that means you had a really sad upbringing or you just like you're lonely it's a really weird way to put like for you know how to put it and um apparently i think from the bit from the way at least yo explained how how explained it was i think i don't think that kid's a kid i think it's a spirit i could be wrong but um because he said it reminded him of uh, a, a friend he had back back on the thousand years ago mm-hmm I couldn't really interpret that. I'm not sure how to interpret it, but it sounded like, you know, like, you know, 
That's basically. It like that he reminded him of the spirit, and not necessarily. Yeah, that's why I was trying to piece together. I don't know if he was a spirit, and I basically he sounded, but I mean. I sounded. I felt pretty confident he wasn't a spirit. I'm pretty confident he just reminded him of someone that like meant a lot to him once. Okay, we'll go with that. I mean, so it's already stated. You know what's funny is uh, Han. He's named after Han. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, he's named after Han name. But Heian means peace in Japanese, which I thought was super interesting. Um, that explains why he said Heian, huh? Now, I was wondering why he said that. <laughs> a peaceful name, yeah. Well, it's also references an era from 794 to 1185 in Japan. Mm-hmm. But Heian, like, is very strongly um, associated with peaceful. Because I remember when I took Shotokan Karate when I was younger, um, I had a couple katas that I would do, which are, like, karate-like... Uh, sort of like dances where like you have a, a set a series of motions that you have to repeat to be tested um, for that belt and uh, two of three of the ones I had were hand sandan hand shodan and hand nidan and they all meant peaceful and then something else and so when I heard hand like I recognized it I'm like oh I had to like I learned the word hand a long time ago because it's common use in Japan for peaceful. So I know that it's also a historic era, but like the fact that I meant peaceful is, it's not like a weird piece of trivia. If you've taken karate, like, because Heian uh, Shonan, for example, I also learned in other forms because I took um, a Kempo, for example, and I believe I had to do a Heian and something in Kempo as well. So just interesting little reference there that I meant peaceful because it just seems like peace is kind of like the direction the whole series is headed in anyway. Um, so I just thought I'd throw that out there as like a really interesting little piece of trivia that I picked up. I mean, that makes the, what actually what I was like while I was watching make more sense now. So that was good. I didn't know that. I was wondering why he said "Hey on," huh? I was like, okay, so he's like in peace, huh? I guess that's another tip in the hat. Like, yeah, I guess something's going on with how we don't. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was. I had a lot of fun when I saw that, and I was just like, ah, oh, cool. Well, after they take care of Chameleon Man, they move on to the seventh plant. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, such a loser. Like, we go on it's to like this. A, it's like a jabroni. Is that the proper word, use of the word jabroni? I have no idea. I don't know what jabroni means. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. basically battle fodder. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then yeah. Fall guy. Um, the seventh plant, the cavern, and we finally deal with Necrom and his hatred for... um. For Ren, I guess the best way to sum this entire, you know, uh, it's a, it's a growing moment for Ren yet again. He's having a lot of these moments. Um, Ren's fighting Necrom, and he's manhandling him. I guess the best way to put it uh, into you know revealing how he really feels about him because Necrom, if people don't remember, Necrom was the younger brother of the Patch officiant that was overseeing um, Tao Ren back when Tao Ren was a douchebag. Uh, <laughs> Do you have any idea what a Kalem is when he says, "Oh, you're trying to be a Kalem son"? Kalem was just the last guy, the uh, the last guy that you know, the the guy that uh, that was horror horror overseer. Okay, that's who he was. Also means um, I looked it up because I didn't know what it meant, and the baby name means speaker or like greater, bigger, senior. So it made me think that like he was he was trying to say you're trying to be a master. Maybe, like, was the translation I was thinking might be possible? Was probably. I, I mean, but I just know that, you know, Caitlin was one of was one of the names of one of the past pitches they, they, they took down. That's okay. I was just curious if you had any idea, because I thought that was... 
I was, that was one of, you know, that's the kind of thing I look for as part of my contribution to the podcast, but it seemed like Caleb was focused around that, but if it's one of their names, it also was connected to a metal, right? Because all the, sh- all the shaman, like, overseers had metal-related names, am I correct? Uh, I mean, I thought that's what you s- told me before. I don't know where you put those what are, notes. What are the heads of the, what are the overseer, shaman overseers' names? Is that what they are, just overseers? Yeah, but that's what they officially call as the overseers, or like, they're supposed to be like a patch officiants or whatever. Oh, patch officiants, thank you. So, we know that their names are like, all connected to different types of metal. So, Kalem is connected to potassium, which is it's a Japanese word for potassium. Silver mm-hmm. so is silver, gold, gold is gold, chrome is chromium, nichrom was uh, nichrome, which is nickel chromium alloy, magna was magnesium, renum is renoium, whatever the hell that is. Um, renoium is a really obscure thing to pick. I'm trying to see if there's anything useful about it. It has the third highest melting point and boiling point of any stable element, I guess, is the only thing that, like, it looks like a silver metal to me. It was the last stable element to be discovered, I guess, and it's named after the Rhine in Europe. Anyway, bronze is boron. I thought that was bronze. I'm surprised. Because he was such a, like, tank, and bronze sounds like a tanky metal to me, but it's boron, which is, like, a metal that melts in your hand, which is really weird. Like, its boiling point is so, like, its melting point is so low that if you put it in your hand, it melts. Mm. Radium is radium. Namari is lead. Thallium is thallium. Rutherfor is rutherfordium, which is a really obscure metal in my opinion. Zinc is zinc, and alumni is alumina. Alumni is aluminum, but... So, callum is potassium, but it also meant overspeaker, so I wonder if he had... Do we know if callum had, like, a, a speaker role, and it was, like, a double pun? Um... What was the other word you used? It was like over something? Because it seemed like that's what he did. Huh? I said overseers, but he's a patch tribe officiant. But I'm curious if he had a role among the um, the people as like a speaker or something like that, because that's interesting. He pr- frequently provides a voice of reason to quell Silva's desire to interfere in the shaman tournament. So that's what the wiki says, but it's interesting that they accidentally say the voice of reason because he was a voice, and that's one of the meanings of his name. I mean, he was one of the voices. He was the he was the one keeping um, Necrom in in check yeah. half the time. So if you think of someone as being the speak the senior or the speaker, which are the two of the biggest meanings of the name, it's funny that his name is both a pun against metal, but also like kind of like speaks to his personality. Yes, yeah, it's interesting. Didn't really think about that. I literally took that literally as don't try to be Callum because I know that Callum had some, you know, he he looked up to him. So I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah. But I guess in all that, you know, Ren's slapping him silly, trying to get him to get mad. Um, you know, he's like, Ren is being surprisingly zen for somebody who's kicking someone else's butt. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I know. I just say it's just kind of funny how much he was doing that to him, beating him up that, you know, he was just like, he, he kept this calm. Which is surprising, considering that up to this point, Ren hadn't been like that. Half the time, Ren was impatient. So seeing him do that here was like an interesting change of character, showing that he is growing. Um, we see that actually still at the end of this fight too. But um, he essentially says to him, "Like I know you hate me. Come on, like let the hate come out and stuff like that." And apparently, he was saying, "No, I, I am." I, 
Thanks. Dang it, Jeff. <laughs> but um, he uh, essentially he's like, let like hate me, come on. And he's just like he didn't want to because he said he was he was like he was a patch officiant. I know one of those situations where like you know someone trying to be something that they're not. And in this case, he was trying to be the uh, he's trying to look the other uh, other cheek on the situation, but you know he was hating him. Eventually led to him like finally uh, actually thanking him for like you know thanking you for I guess letting him get this anger out. And Ren thanks him back for letting him be able to, uh, I guess, hit him at full force. Essentially leads to, like, Ren just flat out killing him. We also learned that apparently uh, Nikram had his older brother's uh, spirit as well, and he was using it on his legs. And we'll see, it was actually very, almost very strong, too, to the point where I guess if only he wasn't, like, just hating on Ren, he probably could have actually been of use to them if he wasn't such a, you know, jerk. Uh, jerk uh, he looked like he could have been really useful. He's like probably one of the more useful ones. I would say like maybe third useful after Silva. Well, I think Silva's like the most useful, but we'll get to that later. Um. Uh, let's see here. Um. Oh yeah, the poison. Like Ren got hit with poison a lot here. If I think correctly. I guess we can talk about this here. I think it was a conversation you wanted to have here about that poison. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know we put it off so late, but I just... I don't know. Before we get to that, I was another... Um, another cool quote here that Ren says, If the heart is immortal, how do you kill the hatred in your heart? What did you think of that? Um, it's just another one of those questions about how do you defeat all the hate in the world. And I honestly don't think you can. You can do your best to to uh satiate it i guess is the best way to put it you know give it's it such an interesting like this i feel like when we watch these episodes a lot of times like episodes double up on single themes like well um, i mean rin had always this was just this had been his entire goal ever since he lost to yo that one time and had yo's help after defeating his father you know one of the, one of the goals for rin was to take on the world's hatred i think I mean, actually, he came out on flash said that he wanted to atone for what he did. Um, but eventually, I think it evolved into wanting to quell the world's hate. Somehow. Yeah, I don't disagree in the least. I just think it's like... I mean, I've had episodes where I've come in and all I did the entire like prep for the episode was like read mythology. And then I've had other episodes where I messaged you beforehand. I'm like, dude, just FYI, like... There is nothing in this for me to research, you know? And I've given you a heads up about that. And this is like one of those cases where I was just like, um, I just felt like I was like, is this another theme that they're just kind of latching on to? Like the whole theme of like, um, like these two episodes are about like getting philosophical and giving you like spoilers about like building up not spoilers but building up philosophically to the climax like they have all these direct quotes you know about Ren saying like I've got to kill the hatred in my heart I don't want to be the same person but like that's such a model for what they're trying to do with How you know what I mean How's own struggle to overcome the hatred in his heart and there's like so there's a moment right there and then there's like I don't know just a lot of other moments like this that I'm seeing throughout and I'm just like they're trying to like psychologically build up to 
an end point here where you know what i mean where we learn like what's going to happen and like i just think that's super cool um that they're like gearing up for it you know I'm, so, i get that i've seen that this is how pretense build up to like the last episode where like where would they confront him and like they've covered all this stuff I mean, yeah, I think ultimately what's going to happen is that at first everybody here doesn't want anything to do with, like, they want to just kill How is what everybody else wants to do here, but Yo's the only one coming down here not wanting to kill him. Um, Which I get, and that's super literal, like, interpretation of what I'm talking about, but, like, at the same time, like, I don't know, it just feels like... Okay, I want to, I want to, I guess, to solve the riddle of that poison thing and how how like the uh, i literally just saw like after the fight ends we see okay. faust fade away from yo like he was in his body so using it yeah yeah i didn't even see that which is weird because that looked like it was very very obvious yeah it felt to me like that's exactly what was going on that like he was they were implying that like he was channeling his ability no, I, mean, I get what you're saying with the whole, like, you know, just philosoph- uh, philo- uh, philosophy. I can't even say that word. Jeez. English, man. Do it. Uh, <laughs> a philosophy of, like, you know, they're just dealing with, like, can we, like, is everybody... I guess all of them, I can take, what I can take from this ultimate question is, like, I think, uh, like, is everybody... 100% in my mind. Everybody has, like, a... You can reach everybody and anybody as long as you try hard enough. Granted, to me, I don't think Hal was worth it, but apparently Yo thinks he's worth it, so I'm running. I'm here for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy's so here for it, folks. That's all I'm here for. Like, I don't think Hal's worth it, but, like, I mean, if you can redeem, if you can almost redeem somebody like Frieza and still not do it, then, Are I mean. Are really talking about Frieza now? Sorry, I had to. <laughs> we did have to, didn't you? <laughs> But honestly, if you can bring, if you can come close to redeeming some, like giving a redeeming quality of a character who you spent most of your life hating, I guess you can redeem a character like how and just like you know, yeah. you know he's, he's he's related to the main character and like there's, I guess this is what they're ultimately going to do. I have no idea what's going to happen here. I am very intrigued at what's the ultimate end goal for how, um, but like I guess we'll just see what happens. It looks like redemption is the only way out of this fight because, um, I guess the interesting thing that Ren says, like, what, what can he, like, he's afraid of, like, what the hate will do to him. Will he, will he manifest a demon of his own one day? Sorry. Jesus. something in my throat there for a second. Get the frog out, man. And get, and get froppy out as well. Jesus. But, um, it's interesting, you know, like how he's, like, he's, he's afraid of, like, manifesting his own demon which listed a whole thing that you know um how said that everybody's got like a, a tiny bit of like psychic ability within them it just depends on like how like what their life was like leading up to the manifestation of their psychic ability again it's still it's a really sad ability it really when you really think about it in this world it's like wow it's really weird like how psychic abilities would just suddenly suddenly pop up and you you really have to do with the fact huh they isolate you in a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah isolation is the biggest key. Was the biggest word there to use was like isolating yourself. It's like, hmm. I really don't want sucking abilities in this world. <laughs> yeah, they sound and, like a curse. 
I think it is supposed to be a curse. Um, it was a very interesting way that he put it, and it's just kind of cool that you know Ren brings makes reference to it too. It's like, well, I'd be able to do this, and you know, Yo's like, you like, like if you can't do it, you can just like, you got us. And if you don't need us, you can just use the love. And literally comes out to him, and says like, get married, have a kid. And I was like, <laughs> he's basically love and peace, love and peace. Dang it, you, you like, tried that reference. Marco, who's very much like Dash. And then Yo turns all guile on him and says, go home and be a family man. Dang it. It's exactly what happened. I also want to point out, too, at this point, Ren, like, Ren's, like, blushing. So I'm guessing he has some girl in mind. I don't know who it is. Ren is? <laughs> yeah. Ren is blushing there for a hot second. It's very light. But you can tell he has a girl on his mind, and I don't know who it is. My theory is it must be the lady. Um, uh, What's her name? Shoot. Um, Iron the Maiden. Naked every ten minutes. Jeez. Yeah. Do you think anyone has feelings for the woman that's like pure and innocent yet naked all the time? I have no idea, Jeremy. I can't imagine that somebody would find this pure, innocent, like revered naked woman and then be like, "Oh, I kind of like her." L- l- listen here, man. I'm pretty sure Rin's a version. <laughs> sorry. Jeez. Did I okay. away with that? I'm yes, you did. Yes, you did. You didn't. You, 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 you didn't come back. You didn't come back for five seconds. Um, yes, with that, we go past that after the whole revelation. You know, Nikram's been defeated, put in the ground. Um, we go to the next plant, and literally, there's a plant guy. Um, I find this guy interesting. At the same how time, they, how do you feel about the earth shaking? Before they do that, the earth shaking pulses that come from Haz area, they're like, oh, everything's getting shaky. And then, like, you kind of like, that's all you hear about it? I mean, all I said when I heard that was, like, because you took a day off, you idiots. <laughs> like, right, you know what we should do, everybody? Let's take a nap. I mean, that's exactly what happened. That's why the shaking's happening. I don't exactly behave, like, blame them for it. It wasn't a terrible idea. Like, they all got their Fuyugu back, and they probably would have lost otherwise, but still, it was a nap. Y'all, y'all took a grown-up nap, you know? But, um, we, go, we come back, we, we they go through waiting, we gotta get to the end, guys, and then, um, they make the plant guy, and the plant guy is just owning every single one of them, with just all kinds of plants. Uh, yeah. I tried really hard, I documented all of them here, and some of them are really silly, like skunk cabbage. But, like, none of the plants, they weren't from any specific place. They weren't from any, like, specific time era. They didn't have any specific common element in all their, like, anything. So I think they were just plants. I think he was just trying to show how biodiversity was. Like, I, I want to... I have, I have one of those out in my yard, and it's just a really pretty vining flower, but that's all it is. I have a question for you. Um, yeah. Of all the plants that this guy could have been in, do you, do you think he was placed in the wrong environment? The forest plant? Yeah, I feel like he could have been in the forest plant. Like, if they just moved that backwards and put the sea back where the other guy was, I feel like that would have been... He would have been a lot more difficult to deal with. I wouldn't have minded the forest plant. But, I mean, I guess I see what you mean. You mean, like, the ocean biome? Yeah, that he was in. He was like... It just seems like... To me, it was like... I guess they really did that for Chuckalo's sake. But I guess it kind of like I guess what I want to really what I want to talk about here is like after Chocolo completely obliterates all his plants with the wind, um, I feel like and and maybe it's more evident here than it was when he first started this trek. Um, I think with the with how badly some of these guys were matched up with like the plants that they were in, 
to me it almost seems like it was done on purpose. Like I think they wanted them just to kill them just to show how they, they were doing their job. But I don't think they really wanted to like I mean you said this before, but I think it's kind of more evident here. Mm-hmm. It's like I think maybe this is the point like because like to me, why would you point the guy with the with the seeds over soul on a tropical beach setting? Like to me, he would be a lot more useful where the plant plant was or the forest was, you know. Yeah. Because like to me, it would make more sense. Like if if they had put him there, they wouldn't have gotten past him. And that's why I started thinking like maybe that's the point. Yeah, I Maybe. feel like there's a lot of half-heartedness going on in this. Like, I mean, they bring up they bring it up too. It's like, where are they going? Where, where they going? Like all out? Yo, was like, I'm pretty sure they're going all out, or maybe they're not. So I'm like, that's what I start. That's what I start, start thinking. That, like nobody's used their shaman song in a long time, so that could be a hint, or maybe it's not. I don't know for sure. I mean, when when like, I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But like when I when he first said, I was like, I started thinking. I was like, wait a minute, why was the plant guy inside the forest? <laughs> like, or at least let him run into the forest where the beach was, because there were trees near him. Yeah. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering if this was just all like a facade, like you know, yeah, they were just doing this I to show like how the value alone of having him. In the ocean would have been great. They could have been like, "Kelp, I need somebody." Dang, dang it! Sorry. Dang it! <laughs> Is that wrong? And that's why I'm saying, "Dang it." Um. Is it because like nobody's like heard of any like like what's what's three ocean plants? Um, coral that can be considered an ocean plant. Oh, a lot in animal. I think it's also a plant. I think you can actually. I think no, it's grows. Always an animal. Seaweed. Yeah, but seaweed is just a weed of the sea. Like, what's a specific? Like, if you can't name one, then probably the average animated watcher can't name one either. Which is a really good reason not to... Red algae, seagrass, sarginium. Yeah, so you don't know. So... I'm actually naming them because I looked up plants of the sea. What is your algae power literally going to be? And also coral is a plant. Coral is not a plant. It says it here. Where do you... Link me. Because it's... Coral is like little, like, animals. There's no plant coral. How is a coral plant? You don't see those things move. They just sit there. I know not. I know not all things in the sea move. Hmm? Look, type is coral a plant or an animal in Google, and it will say straight on animals. You know, I just don't see them breathing. For the most part, even like some of these plants, you can see them actually kind of breathing and using the water around them. And what's your point? It's still, it doesn't matter what you see. It's still, a, it's still an animal. How? Because like, that doesn't make any sense. Like how does, how, how does coral even form then? Like that doesn't make any sense. Coral forms on the shells of previous coral. How did the coral get there in the first place? It, anything gets there in the first place. What are you talking about? Doesn't make any sense. I, I guess what, what I, I guess what I'm saying is like is like 
Coral always these like beautiful things in the ocean that glow, they have like various shines and colors. I always saw them as plants. I mean, honestly, I guess I didn't know what they really were, but it's, it just isn't something. But that just is making sense to me. I guess somebody said don't destroy coral reefs, but still. Are you about to get on like a? No, not, I'm not about to get into like a whole like this shouldn't be a thing. I, I'm just saying that it doesn't make any. I know what you like when you get started. What's a barn look like, real quick? Barnacles aren't that different, yeah. Oh, well, they have a, a moving organ. Corals don't. Uh, I'm gonna look stop looking at barnacles. Those are making me uncomfortable. Just so many teeth. Oh. Teeth? What are we talking about again? Barnacles. No, I just saw a little. A little I saw something that looked like a lot of tiny teeth. Then it, it was referencing a barnacle picture. Ugh. Okay. No, just 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 a lot of tiny teeth. I just didn't. I, I, it made me uncomfortable. But um. Okay. <laughs> How do we even get into like a, the coral? What were you even? Oh yeah, sea plants. <laughs> Yeah, you were like, why don't they use, why didn't he have an ocean biome? I'm, I guarantee that ocean biome... No, I, I mean, I wasn't talking about, I said, I wish they kind of put him inside of, like, a forest. I could care less of an ocean biome. I was like, like, why did they, like, I feel like, to me, maybe it was just a story thing where, you know, they didn't want to stop them. I guess that's basically what I was getting at. It was like, I don't think they wanted to stop them. Because some of the choices that they had, like, some of these guys in is, like, to me, wasn't a winning strategy. But maybe that was the whole point. Maybe it wasn't trying to be a winning strategy. They were just trying to... Look how we're trying to stop them so you can become Shaman King so you don't have to kill us. Yeah, well, I, that's exactly it. I think they were like, quote unquote, doing their duty. Yeah, <laughs> he said duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> I guess as we close off here, we can talk a little bit about like Chocolove. And I find it interesting that um, Chocolove was trying to find a medium to be able to take down these plants. And. He what he came up with was literally using the air around him, well wind I should say the wind around him, and using it as a medium to channel both spirits into. And he even says that apparently it was sucking up the spirits his Hiroku faster than he could channel it, which is like that's all. I mean I guess it makes sense because there's a lot of wind around you, so I guess like air. I guess it makes sense like he's trying to channel air, but it was like the, it was like it was really interesting to see that okay so that's what all that Furioku is for. <laughs> So he can do that. But he was it. it was pretty like pretty impressive that he was able to do it. I was surprised. But I guess it makes sense. I mean, like he's supposed to get the spirit of wind, I guess is what his spirit is gonna be for his warrior. Um I don't know what these spirit warriors are gonna be doing with these spirits of fire and water well rain. Thunder, Earth. I almost said heart, and I was about to get upset with myself. Uh, oh, planet, Captain Planet. He's a hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. Gonna help us put us under. Bad guys who like to. Well, this is something interesting it's before we end this episode off here. Um, I didn't know that the next biome was Glacier. I was actually wondering. Captain 
old planet where the planeteers you can be one too because saving our planet is the thing to do looting and polluting how why have you not he he's watched you watch he's watched a lot of like captain planet and i can't tell him this is a cry for help or something (laughs) it is such a cry for help (laughs) looting and polluting is not the way okay you done (laughs) i think so (laughs) but um I'm literally waiting for you to bring back in with the song. But, um, I did not know where Silva was, was like an, a glacier. I don't know what I was looking at when he when I was seeing him up there looking like skulking, but, um, I guess that makes sense because I guess that's the only other biome besides space that they gotta get to, I'm guessing, is what you, is what essentially what you deduced this from. I'm guessing. Yeah, I still don't get the whole idea of space as like an environment that they had to protect when they left the Earth, but like. I guess you do you with it, you know. <laughs> I guess how can't exist on Earth? I'm guessing. I have no idea. Yeah, let's protect the delicate environment of outer space where there's like one alien. Spice. Well, really, because that's the whole pretense. They're like, yeah, we, there was an alien. My, my, I'm channeling one alien that came thousand years ago or whatever, ten thousand years ago. And that's like all they have. And they're like this one alien, and we have a whole like plant for the spirit of one alien. Does yeah, that I strike you as like a moral like impetuity or what? I I mean they've already said that the, the moon people were technologically advanced, but they didn't really mean that they were smart. And just think about like how you started that s- s- statement. You said I think what they were saying was, and then you said the moon people. <laughs> like, no, I said the Moo people. The Moo. People of Moo. I didn't say Moon people. The people of Moo. The people of Moo. Now, I mean, technically speaking, I guess they couldn't be considered Moon people because I don't know where the heck they are. I mean, based on all that, I mean, you're, what's your, you're making a big deal about a, a race of people, of civilization, I should say, that disappeared after they just made this entire environment, which is still unbelievable. It's still underneath the earth. And nobody discovered it. Like, what? <laughs> so, um. Magical shamans, so I'm more willing to buy that than a lot of the other stuff that we've had shoved down our throats. But at the same time, these people that, that you know, that made this, you're complaining that they, they made an environment of space underneath. They don't exist anymore. I mean, like, who knows what happened to them? Um, I'm still willing to believe there's somebody from that. Civilization is probably around and it's probably in the past. Probably, probably won't see them until like very late. But um, for right now, we all know that we just they're gone. So like, I mean, honestly, the whole space thing—they weren't that smart. So I'm I'm more willing to just like let it be one of those things. Like maybe they just they had like Billy Bob of the Moo over here saying that I'm gonna build this space. Did you just <laughs> yes. Billy Bob of the Moo? Yes. In all honesty, that's what you just said. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to be absolutely freaking clear that you said Billy Bob of the Moo. <laughs> it's I mean, like a string of nonsense. Billy Bob of the Moo. <laughs> I mean, basically, what I'm saying is like, I mean, based on like you know all that, and they don't exist anymore. Like, and they weren't the smartest civilization. They were technologically advanced for sure, but that didn't translate to intelligence. I'm willing to believe that maybe this was like this was an oversight. Like an 
Galactic Chode family or something. They're just like, I'm Billy Bob of the Moo. <laughs> Come on and join me in my trucker love. You know, trucker, trucker spot of love. I guess with that, we can end the podcast. Uh, the next two episodes. That is my cue that it's time to stop. Is that what you're doing? I don't really have much more to say. I, I literally kind of said all, all right, I could kids. say. Unless you have something else to add. The magical spear has told us that it's time to go away now. <laughs> I mean, do you have anything else to add besides making fun of what I said? No, I just think Billy Bob of the Moo is really freaking funny, that's all. I'm, I'm glad I was able to get a laugh at you. I couldn't think of any real name. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to go with this. So we're just going to we're gonna run with the run with the analogy. I guess what I'm basically saying about them is like, they weren't, I guess, from what we were being told, they weren't the smartest people. So the space thing, even if it was just for one alien, probably tells you that they weren't the intel- most they weren't the most intelligent, and maybe that's why they don't exist anymore. Yeah, because they weren't that smart. Um, the entire thing is outlandish, but I mean, this is an anime, so. <laughs> Whatever they say goes. And with that, we're going to end the podcast. Uh, and the next two episodes will be the finale of The Shaman King. Um, Are you going to miss it? I, I, honestly, I'll be glad I managed to experience this piece of history that's been bugging me for the last like 10 years. <laughs> I've had a good time with it. Now I'm enjoying time with it. Uh, I probably, after all this is said and done, probably will miss it but like i mean it's still on the internet i'll be able to watch it i mean this will be this is this will be the official way i tell people who want to watch shaman king just like watch this episode watch this uh anime the 2021 uh version don't go back and watch the early 90s like that it butchered a lot go watch it if you want a good laugh but like other than that you probably shouldn't watch it for anything real serious good lord it's harsh criticism that first anime compared to this one this is so much better yeah like I'm, I talked to someone that watched it and they said they really liked it. I mean, I'm pretty sure like it, it's good. I mean, it's good if you don't compare it to this. I guess is the best way to put yeah. it. Like, if you want the original story that the original guy wanted to tell, then you're not gonna get it from there. You're gonna have to get it from here. But if you don't care about that, you want to watch the original. Go by all means, go ahead and watch it. I mean, I'm not telling you you can't watch it. You don't. Yeah, it makes sense because the person I watched it to likes really innocent stuff, so maybe they liked. The fact that it was censored a little bit. <laughs> I mean, like, I I wouldn't call that censored. I'm more call like they just chopped the head off and moved on with their life. <laughs> wow. Because wow. there was like there was no death. There was like half the stuff that was going on we've seen at this point didn't exist in it. I know someone dies in the series right now, and they're like, not again. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no kidding. I mean, actually, if I, recall, I think all like the Cha nudity didn't exist too. So I mean, if you really want to watch this show with all that nudity in the jock, you can go watch that. No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. So I guess with that, we're going to end it off here. We'll be back for like the series finale of a show that I've been dying to watch in its entirety, actually, and what the original story kept intact. I um, now know what people mean by this crater being very um liberal with his art <laughs> so uh i will now be able to talk coherently with people in the future about this guy um also apparently um 
I don't know when this is going to drop, but apparently the sequel anime got announced. That's fun. Yeah, I'll probably watch that on my own time. I don't think I'm going to suggest you to... <laughs> Not that you didn't like your time with it, but I don't know. I don't really know what the sequel's about other than the children of the main characters. So I have no... I don't want to, like, tell you to watch this, and it's a bomb. So... <laughs> I think I'll just, like... Like, suffer in peace in case it's bad. Okay. <laughs> um, until then, guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for taking our consistent revelings for two hours and 16 minutes. Sorry. Bye.